0: Hello, beautiful people. It's your host, Danielle Mason, bringing you authentic conversation, transparency around real life experiences, and actionable tips to create your next breakthrough today. Think of this as your home away from home healing oasis where we overshare and overcome obstacles together. Pull up a seat, come as you are, and be ready to leave feeling challenged to reflect, encouraged to take action, and inspired to change. This is the Blackouts to Breakthroughs podcast. Okay, I got that first episode, little jitters, but let me tell you, I am so excited to dive into this. When thinking about the first episode of a podcast, it's like a lot of pressure, you know? It's a lot of pressure. And you know, good thing for me is I have this, this picture of myself with a black eye and the title of the podcast is Blackouts to Breakthroughs. And I was like, let me just start there and really dive deep about, you know, that story just to give you a picture of who I was and you know, some of my big, emotional physical blackout moments that have you know eventually led to a breakthrough it's funny whenever I was first thinking about this podcast blackouts to breakthroughs was something that I had always had on my mind I didn't think of any other name for the podcast this has just stuck with me since the very beginning and you know I was thinking why not start off with that story first I do want to introduce myself a little bit for those who don't know who I am my name is Danielle Mason I'm 25 years old I'm from Brandon Mississippi and now you can find find me in Sumter, South Carolina. It's a small town, y'all, with my amazing husband, Jamar, who is actually younger than I am. He's 22. And I say that for the women who get looked at funny for having a younger man, okay? Look, one thing that I've learned is that maturity cannot always be measured by age. I went to college for four years for architecture and I moved to San Diego for my internship and that's honestly where my life took the biggest turn of events and led me down the path of entrepreneurship and just developing myself. My biggest project right now is, you guessed it, this podcast and I have something else in the works that I'm not quite ready to announce yet but be on the lookout for that. I've always been the type of person who craved freedom in her life. And that's why as soon as my butt hit that chair in the office, I knew it was not the lifestyle for me. So I pivoted. After traveling to different entrepreneurial events from Europe to the West and the East Coast, I realized I wasn't the only person that felt that way. And I've reignited the creativity and passion that I lost from the realistic adult syndrome that we typically catch during our high school years. Exposing myself to new environments and people from all different backgrounds helped me not only professionally, but with my mental health, have more belief in myself, make life-changing connections and decisions, and learn skill sets that I truly believe benefits anyone who wants to grow in any aspect of their life. It honestly exposed me how much I was wasting my time and talents and turned me from a destructive lifestyle to a lifestyle that I felt real enjoyment in. Okay, so now for the fun part, let's talk about why I chose this title. It's honestly insane and totally a god thing that I had this old picture of myself with the black eye. If it was up to me to remember this story, you would hear absolutely nothing. But let me not speed up the story, we gotta get that context right, like how did I end up with the black eye? Let's start from the beginning, I was a girl who grew up super, super shy, always hiding behind my parents. From a young age, I was a total people pleaser, except for my parents, I was the rebel child, anybody else? And I felt like I took on other people's emotions and feelings. Which wasn't healthy. I remember having to go to a therapy session because I would worry about I really don't even know what it would make me physically sick with stomach aches. I was probably anywhere between 8 to 10 years old. I couldn't tell you what we talked about that therapy session because you'll come to learn that my memory is not the best, but we'll get into that in a bit. I was the kid, the person that I just really craved to fit in with the other people around me. I cared so much about what other people thought of me and it made me really unsure of who I actually was. I didn't really know like what my personality was. I didn't feel unique. I didn't feel talented. I started drinking when I was 14 or 15. Nothing serious. I know you're probably like, okay, you're either like, wow, Danielle, that's normal. Or you're like, oh my goodness, that's so young. There's no in between we you I battled with my mom a lot. I got in my first relationship that ended up being super toxic. I had a huge falling out with my dad. I got kicked out of my mom's house a couple of times. I wasn't on the street or anything. I would just go to my dad's. I kept a 4.0 GPA in school because, well, I have an Asian mother and she didn't play around with that. I ended up attaching my identity with how well I did in school because it was really the only thing I was good at. I never felt like I had, you know, any real talent. So here. Here we go 2015 I'm headed off to college and I'm pumped so much freedom to come I could taste it college was a great experience for me regarding the lifelong friendships I made the memories that I wouldn't trade in for the world and my creativity and work ethic really grew here on the flip side it was just wild okay wild I was entering college finally single after a four to five year toxic relationship you know my ladies who know what I mean y'all feel me I had no foundation in Christ and and I was just really ready to live it up. Now that you have some background on where I was mentally and emotionally my childhood, we can dive into the black eye story. So i had woken up one morning butt naked on my friend's couch with my face throbbing and no recollection of the night before. I was literally so confused. I realized I had peed my pants, which at the time was like an every other week Thing while I was sleeping, and my friend comes out of the room to tell me how psycho I was the night before. She told me that she woke up in the middle of the night with me looking outside the window and I kept saying we have to help her. Uh honestly, I'm surprised my friend didn't knock me out then and there. I'm still not hundred percent sure what that was about, but I do know that drunkenness exposes and unleashes deep things inside of you. I quickly learned why my face was pounding. They told me that I couldn't stand up most of the night. A friend of mine was on Danielle watch and when she went to the bathroom I fell face down to the floor and hitting my face on the table at the bar on my way down and that wasn't it. I fell on the concrete, hit my face on the door and honestly not sure where else. I remember looking at my eye in the mirror as it started to bruise and thought to myself wow I'm really about to have a black eye. One thing I couldn't stop thinking about was out of all my falls I somehow managed to dodge my eyeball but it was obvious a miracle. And looking back now, I can clearly see that God was with me even at my lowest point. How amazing is that? He's there with you no matter how far you drift. No matter if you recognize he's there. He'll never not want to protect his sons and daughters. So you could get a peek into just where I was emotionally. I thought I had it all together and that my behavior was normal. You're probably hearing the story and you're like, again, either I've had nights like that before, I can relate, you're not alone, or you're hearing this and you're like, you're crazy, literally insane. And this was something that was just the norm for me. This was something that was typical. My friends just already knew what to expect when going out with me. Looking back, I'm honestly so grateful for my my friends and it's honestly embarrassing really being in public in that way like how could I think that was normal you would think that I could have easily looked at my actions and said to myself I have a problem but I truly didn't think I did I loved the life I was living or so I thought I want you to know that we all have our story, and it doesn't have to be something that you carry around in shame, but you use it as your superpower. The things you've gone through and experiences you've had is part of who you are, and there's power with that. It doesn't have to be this super crazy, huge sob story. It can be anything that you've experienced in your life and your past that molded you into the person that you are today. Something that has a lesson in it that can help the next person. You can use your past as a walking and living testimony of how you overcame the same or similar obstacles someone else is currently going through. I get the popular saying, no new friends, or all I need is me, I can only count on myself, but as humans, we need one another. We need community, and we need to hear other people's stories to educate, inspire, transform us, or to use as a lesson of what not to do. You don't. have to be perfect to impact other people and honestly people don't like perfect people. Picture this. Picture two people who get up on stage at a conference that you're attending and one person shares all the things that they did right and how they've achieved all their goals perfectly and then think about the second person who gets up on stage and shares their failures shares their downfalls, shares the crazy lessons that they've learned through the ups and downs of their business. They're really sharing with you their heart and how they're imperfect and their messages, their imperfections led them to where they are today and to help you believe that you can achieve what it is that you want to achieve even with your imperfections. Now, which speaker would you be drawn to more and who would leave more of an impact on you. Maybe you're thinking, yeah, okay, that makes sense, but my story won't really impact other people. I don't have something that I can really give to others. And this is a question that I love asking people. I love asking people, what would you do if you had all the money and time in the world and failure wasn't an option? What would you do with your life? The most popular answers that I get is, I would just help people. And good news, if you're that person who is looking for a way to impact someone else, you can do that every single day with your story. The goal doesn't have to be impacting thousands and thousands of people from a stage. It can be impacting that one person at your job or in your business or through social media or in your neighborhood. I want you to think about just one person that left an imprint on your heart or that has inspired you in some way. It could have been the stranger in the store that helped you grab something from the top shelf. I love those people. Or maybe the funny guy in class that is so unapologetically himself so it inspires you to feel more comfortable in your own skin. That's definitely Jamar for me. Or maybe your partner making you a surprise home-cooked meal after a rough day at work. Or maybe your friend sending you a message telling them they're thinking about you. Or maybe it's a stranger in the drive-thru line at Starbucks paying for your drink order even with the extra three shots you got. Do you have someone in mind? How did that small gesture impact your mood, impact your day, impact your hope for life or even humanity? When someone does a small, thoughtful gesture for you, how many times have you gotten inspired to reciprocate that good deed? Think about how big of an impact and domino effect that has in the world if everyone believed that they, little of them, could make a significant difference in someone else's life just by being generous with their resources, energy, and personality and gifts. Now think about those same people who have done that good deed or have made you feel inspired or encouraged in some way. Imagine you learning their stories. Imagine you learning about the guy in your class that was so authentically himself, and he would go home to have to take care of his sick single mother. School was the only place he could feel childlike, so he would take advantage of every single minute of it. How much more inspired would you be by him? His strength, his hope, his sense of humor, his lightheartedness, his depth... That's exactly the type of impact that you carry because you are created to impact other people with the naturally given gifts God has given you and with your story. It's so beautifully written out with the purpose to tell it. If you're thinking, I don't even have influence or people to listen to my story, look, I thought the same thing. And sometimes I still catch myself telling myself that limiting belief that, Danielle, your story doesn't really have that big of an impact. But I'm telling you, some of the most impactful stories I've heard in my life was when I was one-on-one with someone and we'd go deep. I'd learn about the hidden parts of them, the painful parts they've buried away, and I would look at the person they are today and I can't help but to say, wow, you inspire me. You don't have to be an entrepreneur to impact the masses. You don't have to be some extravagant, living, lavish type person to really influence people. You can be who you are today with the story that you carry, with the baggage that you carry, and leave imprints on the hearts of the people around you, in your community, and through social media, or whatever medium that you want to people appreciate the mess. If you're somebody who is currently living in shame or fear of what others are going to think of you, I want you to know that you're in your head. People appreciate the mess. Why? Because people can relate with messy. Life doesn't come with a manual. Well, it does, but I wasn't interested in reading that manual until recently. Finding Christ and giving my life to Jesus was the best decision I've ever made and ever will make. Having Christ as a foundation to your life gives you this overwhelming peace and joy that you truly cannot explain but can only experience. I started my walk when I was about 23 years old. The beginning definitely doesn't look the same as it does right now and right now probably won't look the same as it does two years from now. I started because I was attracted to the success that I saw my mentors and people that I followed have Who were claiming Christ. That's what was attractive to me. I wanted what they had and I wanted to be the person that they were. I didn't care so much so about getting close to their source and learning what their source was and how they were getting it. I thought success and God were connected. So I started diving into building my faith. I just want to be real here. And chasing success and self-worth beliefs led me down a new age route. If you don't know what new age is, it's basically a glory of self and pursuit of becoming your highest self through mindless meditation, things like manifestation from the universe, law of attraction, and belief that you yourself are a God and you have all the power to create yourself through the power of your thinking. And this is something that I would teach on my platforms. And if you've been following me for the last couple of years, you've seen the evolution And you know, it goes even deeper to where you can open yourself up to demonic attacks through spiritual practices and consulting mediums. And this is something that I learned through my journey. This was a very dangerous path, and I was full on it for about a year. It wasn't until I got around a different group of people that I was actually doing business with who were really on fire for Jesus. It was a great woman led business that gave me new perspective and prayer calls. And I started going to a local church, which I hadn't done since high school, y'all. This was the end of 2020. And then February 6, 2021, it was when I surrendered my life to Christ. I remember I was in my grandmother's spare bedroom upstairs and I was just so tired of pretending that I had it all together. In this moment of my life, I had been chasing these big goals, this idea of success. I felt like I needed to be happy and it hit me how broken I was. I realized in this moment that I wasn't healed. I had a track record of self-sabotaging myself from feeling love from a partner and being in love. I found myself looking for any excuse to run away from the relationship I had with Jamar. I was hurt and these emotions that I buried were coming to surface. It was like I was looking at the real me, and it wasn't really pretty. I didn't see a strong, independent woman. I was a little girl who needed to feel like she was in control and was running away from anything that made her feel vulnerable. I recognized her, and I knew... She needed her father. This little girl was tired of feeling like she has to figure life out on her own, and she admitted for the first time in her life that she doesn't got this. She couldn't do it anymore. She was tired. She was tired of chasing, of controlling, of running, of hiding. She was tired of chasing this idea of success, status, the money, the platform, the influence. She needed something greater than herself. Greater than her human capabilities. She needed something supernatural being someone who came from a broken past that was consumed with alcohol addiction, meaningless sex with strangers, believing in new age, consumed by what other people thought of me, to being able to be here with you right now today to talk about it on the other side, being able to tell you, hey, one decision can completely change your life. You are one decision away from creating real change in your life. Do you feel my passion behind that? Do you feel the conviction in my voice about this? Because let me tell you, this is, something that I've literally experienced. And I've gotten asked, okay, well, what does your healing process look like? How do you get to where you are right now mentally? How do you go from A all the way to Z? And it's just from these many little but big decisions that I that I created in my life. And they're decisions that I made when I asked myself, what do I really want? What type of life do I really want to live? Who am I? Who do I want to be? Whenever I imagine myself, what type of woman am I? And whenever I realize that I don't have to do life alone, I'm not created to figure this out by myself. And real change starts from the inside. It starts from really looking back and doing the hard internal work. Yes, morning routines are great. Listening to books and audios are great. It's all those little daily small habits that will help change you. But anybody can pick up a book and start reading. You really have to do that inner work and become that person that prioritizes their relationship with God, that prioritizes their mental health, that prioritizes things in their life that make them feel fulfilled. Things that you prioritize in your life and things that I prioritize in my life may look completely different because we're two different people with different values. But at the end of the day, you have to figure out and ask yourself, what are the things that you value what is the lifestyle that you want to live and then aligning your daily actions and thoughts with that person with the lifestyle that you want to create giving yourself the time to mess up to fail to take steps back and to leap forward it's a whole process and we all start somewhere and I hope after hearing some of my story you're able to see that it's possible for you too And I'm going to go ahead and just be real and tell you, this is not something that you can accelerate. This journey, this healing process, this change, this internal change, it takes deep work. It takes patience. It takes grace. It takes healing. It takes forgiveness. It takes the hard stuff, man. The easy thing is to read a book. The hard thing is to apply what you read. The easy thing is to scroll on social media for hours a day. The hard thing is to sit with your thoughts and journal what's really on your mind. The easy thing is to suppress your feelings with temporary fillers like drugs or alcohol. The hard thing is to be disciplined with your health and well-being. Now, I'm a girl who likes to enjoy a good cocktail with dinner and to get a good laugh out of social media. But it becomes a problem if you're using these things as a distraction or an escape from what you're really feeling. Or to fill up space so you don't have to sit alone with your thoughts and feelings. And ask yourself the hard questions and restructure your past. Because I'm going to tell you a secret. You own your past nobody else owns your past except for you our perception of the past changes and you can change it so you can look at your past and you can say oh i'm ashamed i am unworthy Oh, I'm going to mess this next thing up because I messed it up in the past. Or why would I try this thing? Like, look at the things that I haven't accomplished. What makes me think that I can do this thing? Oh, I can't reach out to that person because we had this fallen out. Whatever it is, you are the creator of your past. And usually, if you are still looking at your past in a dark, shameful way... It's because you haven't healed. It's because you haven't given it over to Jesus. It's because you're trying to wash it away and to act like it didn't happen, but it did happen. And if it's something that haunts you, it's something that that you think about, if it's something that hinders you, it's time to do the deep work, friend. It's time to restructure your memory because usually our past looks like how we feel today. Let me explain. I would say about maybe four years ago, whenever I was really deep in sleeping around, drinking crazy, doing drugs, all those things, I would look at my past and I would blame like my lack of healing or not wanting to be in a committed relationship on my first boyfriend in my first relationship because it was toxic and that's what I told myself that is the conclusion that I got to in the present moment from what I experienced in the past now fast forward to today I look at that relationship and guess what I don't blame it all on him I don't blame that it was a toxic relationship all on him because guess what? I've done reflection. I've looked at myself. I looked at my wounds. I looked at my toxic traits and I realized that I brought toxic characteristics to that relationship as well. And I've forgiven. I've forgiven myself. I've forgiven him. And I use it now as part of just my story in a way to connect with other women who've experienced toxic. Toxic relationships, of verbal abuse. I can look at people and say, I know what you're going through. I know how you feel right now. I know why you keep going back to him. And I can genuinely look them in the eye and say, I see you being a real life example of showing them what could happen if they let that go, if they change their focus, if they prioritize themselves and to see a different perspective. How? Because I've literally walked it. You can use those things to create a beautiful story whenever you're ready, whenever you want to draw the line in the sand and say, you know what? It's time for a change. You know what? I want to be the director of my movie. That sounds so cliche. You've probably heard that. Everywhere. But I love that metaphor or analogy, whichever one it is. I love that because it's so true. You know, you are the director of your own life. You're the director. You're, you're the main character of the movie. And if you're rooting for the main character, what would you want the main character to do? Would you want her to be empowered, her or him, to be empowered from the things that they experienced in the past? Or do you want them to still live in that dark place? Like, what would you want if you were watching your movie? What would you want you to do? Now, imagine you running a race with everything from your past that you haven't faced. There's an extra weight attached to you and the only way to release the weight from behind you is to recognize that part of you, that part of your story, to face it and heal from it. Once you start that healing process, imagine it starting to get lighter and lighter while you're racing and eventually become something that presses you forward, a reminder of the things that you've overcame and that have made you stronger, more resilient, more courageous. A heavy burden of baggage turned to something powerful that fuels you. You're trying to hide the weight during your race and act like it's not there. And you may fool some people, but you can't fool yourself. You feel the heavy weight attached to you. Maybe you've gotten so used to it being there and running the race with it on. You've accepted it. Every once in a while, you'll feel the heaviness of it and how it's hindering you. Maybe you're someone who uses a weight as an excuse for why you are the way you are. For the reason why you're running the race like you are. Maybe you feel like you're a victim of someone attaching the weight to you and you feel like you don't have a key to the lock to unleash them, but you do. Once you turn it into something that empowers you by recognizing it, by calling it out, by doing the hard work. It becomes something that empowers you, a story that benefits you. You'll find that running the race will feel so, so much better. And you'll never want to allow any weight to stay on you, dragging you down while running your race. We're talking all things fitness and wellness breakthroughs, mental and physical health breakthroughs, grief, anxiety, depression, addiction, faith, identity, and confidence breakthroughs. I'm gonna bring some amazing individuals on the podcast to share their personal stories. And I'm so excited. It's just going to be a really fun time. I know we're going really deep and talking about some hard conversations and some crazy stuff, but this is a place where we're coming together, getting real on things that happen to real people and things that people are struggling with, things that people are living and carrying with them every single day. We're here to be a voice of encouragement to say You are not alone. I am here. I hear you. I feel you. And I'm here to give you that push forward that you need or that example to look at and say, it is possible. If she could do it, if he could do it, I could do it. Why not? And so I just want to say thank you so much for listening to the very first episode, for getting to know me. And again, if you have a breakthrough story that you want to share, please shoot me a message at blackouts to breakthroughs on Instagram or email me at connect at daniellemason.info That's connect at daniellemason.info and I would love to connect with you and hear the story that makes you, you. I'm here not only rooting for you, but I'm going to help guide you and equip you to start your journey to the healing, healthy, and happy you. I'll see you next episode. All right, let's bring it in. Giving you a virtual hug because you just finished another episode of Blackouts to Breakthroughs podcast. And you know what? You just deserve it. The reviews and subscriptions mean a lot to me. So if you love today's episode, make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on any other episodes. Also, I'd love to hear your takeaways. So feel free to screenshot this episode, put it in your stories and tag me at Blackouts to Breakthroughs on Instagram with your biggest takeaways so I can connect with you and reach share your post. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, friend.